Welcome to Collaboration Radio. I am, I am coming out of the, into focus um, <laughs> on the live stream. We are here at the intersection of art, activism, social change, connection. What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? <laughs> Nothing. Um, nothing here today uh, on Collaboration Radio. Those, those are the sounds of DJ Lady D. Thank you for joining us on this January 27th, 2024. We are in a post-Blade uh, Runner world. <laughs> and um, I am here with our guest, Vasil. And you need to teach me how to pronounce your last name. Garvan Liev. Garvan Liev. It's not as bad as it. Garvan Liev. Garvan Liev. Vasil Garvan Liev. Or just remove the last name and go Vasil. <laughs> it worked for Madonna. Sure did. <laughs> it worked sure for you. does. <laughs> yeah, don't get in trouble. Uh oh. Wait, Madonna's on the on the phone. Um, we are. Um, you joining us here on WCPT, Chicago's Progressive Talk Radio. 8.20 a.m. We are live on the radio. If you forgot, that is still a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. We're also streaming live on Facebook right now. If you want to see how 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 uh, wonderful and um, spectacular Vasil and I are looking today. Let me give you my good angle. Give, oh, give, yeah. give it to oh, the camera. Yeah. <laughs> give it to the camera. <laughs> and um, you, can, you can catch us later on on Spotify and Apple Podcast and the YouTube and wherever you get your digital stuff. I'm Anthony Mosley, Artistic Director of Collaboration, and uh, we're here every every Saturday at 4 o'clock. Uh, we are sponsored by the Joseph and Bessie Feinberg Foundation and donat- donors and members like you. Collaboration is a nonprofit, and we um, we inspire social change. And that's why we have a seal with us mm-hmm. today. You can email us at radio at collaboration.org or go to collaboration.org and learn how to support us and more about all the different programming we have. Today's episode is also sponsored by AV Chicago, Chicago's leading provider of AV production and event management services. They did do a lot of the video, sound, and uh, audio for Mayor Johnson's inauguration at UIC. Nice. Uh, they did an event with Jill First Lady Biden and Halle Berry a couple weeks ago. I'm sure they're going to be heavily involved in the DNC in August of 24.
four. And uh, yeah, call call up AV Chicago if you have an event, you need some video or to make sure everything looks and sounds just perfectly. Also, we are sponsored by Ethos Collective. They are a purpose-driven destination and a manage, an event management company that seeks to become a trusted strategic ally to your business. EthosEventCollective.com. Tell them Anthony sent you. Hmm. We are a 27-year-old nonprofit. Amazing. Time, where does it go? We build knowledge, empathy, dialogue, dialogue, and action around oppression and inequity so that we can dismantle it. And uh, we do that through live theater, TV, and film, and radio. Uh, we have a screening coming up. Did you see Trial on the Delta? No, I did not. Very li- parts, not the entire thing. We filmed it in 4K, and we're going to be screening it at the Wayfair Theaters in Highland Park. February 22nd. Um, if you'd like to come, just to let me know. Too, I would love to come. We will. We will. Excellent. Um, Wayfair Theaters is a really cool theater that only shows nonviolent content up in Highland okay. Park. And they have uh, a studio with uh, Justin Baldoni out in L.A. I think they have a... I just saw a new documentary of theirs called Racist Trees. Um, and they also have uh, a lot of great stuff going on up there at Wayfair. Um, so that's the big collaboration, the, the next live thing. Um, and then we will be here next week with David Cherry as we kick off uh, February, which hmm. is known as uh, Black History Month. Oh, yeah. Black history happens every month, folks. But... Um, the amazing David Cherry of the All-Stars Project will be joining us next Saturday. And we are announcing our auditions for The Light, our youth artists and activists program, where young people get paid $18 an hour to come and learn how to make art that inspires social change. Ooh. We have singers and dancers and MCs and poets and playwrights. And um, we'll have to have Git Vasil to come in and and maybe do With a little pleasure. vocal, a little vocal With workshop. Pleasure. Teach these young change makers how to do yeah. it, since he is a uh, a. A, a vocal master mm-hmm. and also works with young people. Maybe we'll talk that a little yeah. about, about that a little bit today. And um, yeah, let's do it. Um, if you do want to call into today's show, you can do that at seven seven three seven six three WCPT. That's seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. And um, and, and and we'll be here, but we're mostly just going to chat and learn a little bit about Vasil's story. He's Macedonian born and raised, mm-hmm. and um, he's known as just Vasil, just like Madonna. <laughs> Pun he, intended. He's been in the music business professionally since the age of seven. And uh, now in his 30s, it says... Um, 30 years in the business. <laughs> having lived over two decades in Chicago, Milano, Toronto, and London, he's finally back in Chicago focusing on his first solo crossover album. And he's also working towards a tour. 
from a child pop star to a member and soloist for many choirs to over 50 roles as a leading baritone opera singer. He graduated from the Glenn Gould School and the prestigious opera school at University of Toronto with honors and was a member of the Calgary Opera Emerging Artists. He returned to his pop roots, releasing a few projects over the last couple of years and was the Macedonian representative at the Eurovision Song Contest in both 2020 and 21 with the songs You and his original ballad, Here I Stand. He is a, oh, and he says, whenever words fail, Vasil just sings. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, Vasil is a special friend of the Collaboration community, yes. introduced to us through our dear mutual friend, Collaboration board member, Linda Karn. Hi, Linda. Let's throw Linda some love. Hearts. Hearts to Linda. And the hair, you know? If you see Linda, you will never miss Linda. It is the best conversation starter. You know, the Collaboration logo matches oh, her I hair. Know. I and know. Sandra's like, you got to stop making jokes about Linda's hair. <laughs> oh, no, like, don't. It's, it's love. It's not jokes. <sighs> it's destiny. Sure is. It's destiny. Um, and that's how we met. And uh, Vasil has just amazing energy and a really special story to share. Welcome to Collaboration Radio. Thank you for, for coming. Very, very glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Hi to everybody. It's it's gross outside here in Chicago. It's been raining sideways snow for mm -hmm. about 10 days, but it's nice and warm and toasty here in the studio. I'm going to have to take off my very... I wore this jacket because we're going to the Gale Street Inn today, and this matches the decor of, of the inn. Vasil, let's just start with, um, if you're a superhero for singing and inspiring people... What's the origin story of your, what's the Marvel comic, what's Vasile's, how did you get to be who you are and have such amazing um, power and, and um, impact on the world? What a great question. So if I was to still just simplify it and focus on the movie as the power to make you stop and listen. Many of us don't do that. But bringing it back, we go all the way back to 93. And my mom says, the moment Vas learned how to shower by himself, a monster came out of the bathroom. And my mom at the time was a fashion designer. I'm originally from Strumica, a very small town in Macedonia. And just imagine little boutiques, fashion designer Julia out with her best friend Anna smoking. And she said, Vas, why don't you sing for Anna what you were singing in the shower? It happened to be a Mariah Carey song, I think, without you. I sang, and just to show you how life works, without any of us knowing, across the street, above the boutique on the balcony was the most famous Macedonian composer who happened to be outside at that time and heard me singing for the two ladies and said, could you please bring your boy up? And I remember him playing on the piano, and he goes, give me what I play. I would sing it back, and he goes, his ear is so advanced who in the family is a musician? And my mother's like, none of us can sing or dance or carry a tune. So kind of that is all I remember before he said, I want you to record this demo for a singer who cannot read music. And life just kind of over, no other way of going around that I became a child pop star. And life really, really took off. That's, I guess, simply put the beginnings of it. 
so you, wait, how old were you when you took this, Seven. this magical shower? Seven. And you were, and, and where were you singing? When I was on the street, out on the street, but Just in the not, shower at home. No, but when he heard you. Out on the street in my hometown, literally outside of a boutique. Wow. Yeah. And, and then pop star. Tell us about that. So the Were you way, in a boy band? Nope. By myself. Vasil. You know, so it's just, and then, uh, the way Macedonia works is they had a lot of little festivals. I guess it would be like the Mickey Mouse Club, mm. where compared to here, where talent would audition and then kids would sing these songs that are celebrated and people talk about it and that ends up being, it was great because they used to play all these songs on the radio. So you would get airplay. And I did three festivals. The third festival I did was a song I absolutely hated and did not want to sing. But the director said, this will make you a superstar. And I know you don't want to, and the song is called Marionka. So if you look it up on YouTube, Marionka, look it up, you get this androgynous little creature called Vasil <laughs> getting up singing about a Japanese girl who is so beautiful. She's Macedonian, but she looks like Japanese is pretty much the words of it. And it's this earworm, you hear it. And the funny thing is nowadays, 30 years later, and funny enough, it's making its 30th anniversary this year. This song is what every child in Macedonia grows up with. So it kind of, I guess I am responsible for that little jewel and gem of a song and that that's how it all took off it was that song and it came to a point where i couldn't go out on the streets couldn't go anywhere and the best thing that my mom did at the time which i'm so thankful for is she kept me going to regular school doing all classes all everything that i was not removed therefore to bring up a higher status so to speak well, I just want to say right now, you're one of the more well-adjusted child pop stars I've ever met. <laughs> I've had that question asked. How did you do it? <laughs> so, moving forward, um, am I allowed to swear on the show or no? No, you're not. Okay. He'll, he'll have to Good push to a button. No, I will. I will beep it myself. So, at the time, Kosovo War had started happening in Macedonia, and nobody knew what was happening. And long short, my fame got us visas to come to the States, and my mom lied to me. She said, we're going to America for you to do a concert tour of your album. We get to America, Chicago. And she goes, there is no more singing. This is our new life. And I hated her so much at the time because, I mean, think of it. 12-year-old boy, 11-year-old boy, 12-year-old boy who has everything given to him. And she said, if you take 7th and 8th grade in one year, I promise that I'll let you go back home. To be a superstar. And I believe the smartest thing that woman did. I believed her. I go to first class, seventh grade. I will never forget this. I was late, gym class. I walk into the room. I did not speak any English. I could say yes, no, hello, goodbye, and mm, you. So you can fill in the blank for that. I walk in. The boys are sitting down. Teacher standing up. He looks at me, says something to me. Going to my androgynous look that I mentioned. My and this is it, where is this? This is Eisenhower Junior High School in Darien, Illinois. Oh, wow. And the teacher said something to me, me with my long hair, look at him, and I just didn't know what to do, so I did a big nod, yes. He raises his arm, a boy stands up, says something, and everybody starts laughing at me. And to me, that 
shut me up for about two years. Wow. I learned a little English. The teacher asked me, are you a girl? I went, mm-hmm. He said, oh, go to the other side. That's where the girls are. A boy stands up to defend me and says, I don't think he speaks English. Ha, 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 ha. So that shocking moment to me is probably the biggest lesson and the most humbling lesson I've had in life where from what I was to become nothing and... My mom said that might have been what actually saved you. So that's the answer to that. And then my mom said, why don't you join choir? And I said, okay, I'll join choir. And I will never forget the smile of Miss Judy Hansen, who to this day is my music mother. My mom gave me a tape of the country tour and taught me how to say here, watch this. So I went to go to Judy and Judy was the first person who really wanted to learn my name. Vasil, Vasil, Vasil puts on the tape thinking that she's going to see some choir concert. And here goes a sold-out album premiere of Voss throwing T-shirts and girls, thousands of girls running to rip the T-shirts. And I had two punishments for my mom for moving me to the States. I would never take the bus, and I would not eat at lunch. That was, I think, the shock of what had happened in um, this gym class, which is where lunch was anyways, in the gym hall. I would sit alone and not eat, and I see Judy peripherally running, grabs me out of my seat, and just keeps saying, fabulous. And I'm like, I don't know what fabulous means. I'm in so much trouble. Takes me to the library, to the globe, and keeps saying, Macedonia, Macedonia. And I remember pointing on the globe. And what Judy did for me, seventh and eighth grade, after school, every day for about two hours, taught me word by word English, and started playing all different kinds of music for me. And this is where life, just to speed up the next six years, she said, I just have joined the Chicago Children's Choir. I think you need to join. So this is how I ended up joining the Chicago Children's Choir the same year that my sister, Josephine Lee, ended up joining. And I mean, life is just this serendipitous moment, yes. the power of connection, which you yes. and I keep talking about. Yes. We are all connected. Yes. And those six years of just... So Josephine Lee, who then went on to become oh, yeah. the, artistic the artistic director of the Chicago Children's Choir, yeah. you and her met... We all joined the choir at the exact... And you were what, 12 or 13? 13, yeah. And that's how you met her? Yeah. And then you, you're like, I found, a, I found a home. Yeah, I really did. And that nurturing the... The beauty of the Chicago cultural scene to connect diversity and allow people, no matter where you come from, to be who you are. And our language of communication is music. It breaks down all the walls, all the barriers. So that, to me, I think is what, yes, okay, I grew up as a child pop star. I can't avoid that. But what I believe made me an outlier is meeting all my brothers and sisters in the Chicago Children's Choir of all backgrounds, where it didn't matter who you were, we were one. And that, I think, has been something that has inspired me with all the crap that came along the way of this beautiful and amazing journey, but with many, many hardships. And 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 as we get older, we we realize the the hardships and trauma that we've went through ended up giving us a little extra understanding, perseverance, totally. character, grace. 
you know, uh, we're each one in a trillion that year. To be a born a healthy human, mm. it's one in yeah. a trillion to get through, you know, from the from the sperm to the egg uh-huh. to, the, to all the things that have to happen. And so when t- for two people to meet, the odds of that are one in a trillion times one in a trillion. Yeah. So one in a trillion squared were the odds that you and Josephine Lee yeah. would meet. Yeah. Things don't happen there by coincidence. You know, I always say a coincidence is when an acorn and a leaf land at the same time. But when two people meet and change the trajectory of their lives, that's something more. Mm-hmm. I call it synchro destiny. I borrowed that oh, yeah. word oh, from uh, Deepak Chopra. I love it. Synchro yeah. destiny. It's a good one. Um, and and here we are yeah. uh, relishing in a little synchro destiny. Yes, we are. On Clever Action Radio. So, um, all right, then what? So you're, 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 I'm sorry, where did you go to high school? Downers Grove South. DGS. DGS. I, you know, I went to Deerfield High School I for, for okay. one year, and then I moved to Connecticut. Yeah. Parents got divorced. So you went to, so now you're, are you feeling like an American boy, or you're still feeling like first generation, or what's your identity So back at this it up point? a little bit to seventh, eighth grade. The shock of what happened to me in gym class made me embarrassed of who I am. So, which was an amazing journey and another lesson that I'm so grateful for because that assimilation process for me expedited so much. And a lot of people are like, oh, but you don't have an accent and on and on and on. It came to a point where I told my mom, you can't walk with me. You have to like, I just, that shock but I think it's normal and she understood. And nowadays, looking back at it, I'm like, I'm so grateful. The identity, you know, all of that came as time went on. But suppressing who I was, didn't realize that. And I felt like a monster. You know, everywhere I went, and this just happened with things we'll talk about. As life kept happening, amazing things happened. But then uncontrollable life things or lessons that I call trials that I feel like I had to go through in order to get to a point where I share my story and inspire people. At the time, I felt like a monster until I realized that everything in life is relative. You know, I can complain about my thing. Somebody complains about losing a toy. To them, that toy is their pain. And I said, I have no right to judge, but no right to suppress what I've been through because my story. So it kind of showed me that I have to share my story. And pushing a little forward, I said, I will condense these six years as high school ended, uh, people started, because me growing up Macedonian, nobody really goes to college. You know, that's not part of our culture. And they're like, you got to go to school. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I'm like, fine, I'm going to, I'll go to Juilliard or I'll go to what study music. And then I was singing pop in music theater. And then my music teacher at the time, she said, there's a competition. I want you to submit for classical because we know if you do pop and musical, you'll win. But let's see what you can do with classical. And I was like, I don't know what classical is. So I was turned on to not being able to do it. And the competition was National Foundation for Advancement in the Arts, which I think is still going on, Arts Week, where they get talent from all over in the States, first regionally, then nationally, in writing, singing, acting, dancing, instruments. And the singing was split in the three that I mentioned. She goes, we're making you do classical. So regional out of 800, I end up getting first place. Then they nominate me to nationals, out of 10,000, long short, I get first place and I get nominated to be a presidential scholar. At the time was for Bush, which would have paid for school. 
I was very, very excited. And then I get a letter from them saying, you were nominated, but you're not American, so you can't get it. Mm. And I remember responding, and the towers had fallen. And I said, you have shown me what I want to do in life. So give that award to somebody else. I thank you. Because that, as I said, being turned on to not being able to do it showed me the power of what I can do without a microphone. And then the big, I guess, next lesson was that my family ended up getting deported from the States and ended up giving us a 10-year bar. So I lost pretty much everything that I'd built in life here. And as many people know, immigrant lives, people... One, my family, I admit, wanted to stay and hide. And then the lawyer that we had said, if you stay and hide, your sons cannot do what they do. Vasil can no, no longer sing. Because if you choose the path to go and live that kind of life, you can't leave. So because I was a minor at the time, they said if the family removes themselves and leaves, Vasil will be able to come back in the fall as a full-time student. And this is where I will take some time to just share this quick story. As the choir, we were in uh, senior year, we were doing the story of Sita Ram. Ramayana, and for those who don't know, Prince Rama is in the Indian culture, fallen in love with Sita. She gets taken away from him, put on top of a mountain. Ten-headed demon puts a ring of fire and goes to Rama. When you travel the world alone and experience and learn what pain is, you will gain strength to walk through the fire and save her. I was cast as Prince Rama at Ravinia. This was 2003. We had just found out I'm getting deported. I did not tell anybody. And we had a graduation dinner at the choir, and I said, I'm going to announce it at the dinner by making my life into a fairy tale. And I got up, Anthony, and I said, Do you, you know, once upon a time, talking, people are like, what the heck is he up to? And then I said, and then a knock came on the door, and I sang one of Rama's lines, and now I'm standing on my own, another home, another memory. And I looked at them, and I open up the deportation letter. Dear Vasil, you are to come to this room at this time with a luggage of 40 pounds to be deported from where you came from. I looked up and I said, I am not afraid because my story is about to begin. I will travel the world. I will come back and I will walk through the fire and I will make you proud. So I announced the deportation. Nobody could believe it. And then that's when the lawyer said, if you all leave and come back. So the choir came to the airport and the lobby, formed a circle and sang a prayer and the family left before me. I was allowed to graduate, so I stayed a week later. And I will never forget people coming to the house, taking things. Just because we were like, take it, we can't take anything. Mom gave up a suitcase to take the dog. So we took Buster home to Macedonia. And I will never forget the choir singing. And I was still at that time being like, I will be back in the fall. Without knowing that, no, you're going to get a 10-year bar. You're not going to be able to come to the States. And then kind of, it turned into this effect of... Condensing the story, life happened. I lost most of my family. I've been on my own since 17. That's when I ended up going to Italy and then ended up, everybody in Chicago said, why don't you come closer to us? So this is how I ended up in Toronto. I said, what's the closest place that I can go to that is not Chicago? Toronto, 40 minute flight, whatever drive. Our sister city. Exactly. So v- v- and, and very similar, different, but you know. Um, I love Toronto. Yeah. And and so you were there in in college in Toronto? Or? Yeah. So I did undergrad and grad, which was, and I lived in Toronto for about 10 years. And then it was music that allowed me to break all the barriers once again. And this was the whole lesson of me suppressing 
where I come from, what I do. And I loved that I did opera and was lucky enough that I got discovered in my first year of undergrad, got equity status and started doing opera shows while I was doing and then got signed with IMG, which was the best or still is one of the best agencies, but they were based in New York. So it was like, I can't go to the States. I can't do. So, you know, it was always I felt like a. This, you're waiting for this 10-year ban. 10-year ban, and I felt like this bird in a cage where I'm like, I see everybody around me doing these things. I can see it. I can't touch any of it. And it came to a point where I was doing a show. It had gotten hired to do a tour in the States. I told them, I said, I'm not going to be allowed. I won't get a visa. I won't get, oh, no, we're, we're going to go audition. Where we'll, we'll apply. I got turned down within five minutes. And I told them, I told you so. And, I mean, just the way life not to get into all these stories because of time. It just shows you, I ended up, somebody called to congratulate me on the role that I was doing in Toronto, which was Don Giovanni at the time. And he said, by the way, Vasile can't go to America to do the tour. And he goes, what do you mean? Have him come to the U.S. Embassy in Ottawa tomorrow at 8 a.m. And I remember going after this, for me, my two biggest fears, spiders and immigration, has been the... The case, and I remember going to Ottawa. They put me in a different room. I go to the consul, and he says, what's your favorite opera? And I'm like, uh, why are you asking me this? And then I realized that with this conversation, I'd landed in the right person's lap who said, enjoy, have an amazing tour, welcome to America. And my pardon was lifted before the 10 years, which should not have been allowed to happen. But power of music, having inspired the right person allowed for that to just literally overnight so this seems like it might be the perfect time for for you to sing a song for us oh sure is your mother still with us yes she is my mom is still with us well if she's listening to this now or in the future yeah and judy is judy still with us yes she is judy yeah. and judy and 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 uh and linda some very yeah. special women that have been part of your life. And Jason, uh, we're going to bring up Jason in a little bit too. Yes, and Jason is here in the studio with us. That <laughs> might be what he looks like when he blushes. <laughs> and um, yeah, it would be amazing if you would if you would uh, uh, share the power of music with our listeners. Okay, so this song is not going to be one of my songs, but this is a song I told you the moment I came to the gala, the collaboration gala two years ago and heard one of my favorite phrases, which is the cultural diaspora. It's just as I was listening, part of me was singing a song. And when you wrote to me and you're like, do you want to play a track of yours? And I was like, no, I'd rather do, do a song. I think this song is very relevant to all of us and what we're all going through. And I'll try not to get too loud, but... Imagine there's no heaven It's easy if you try There's no hell below us Above us only sky Imagine all the people Living for today I may be a perfect dreamer, 
But I am not the only one. One of these days you will join us. And the world will be as one. And the world will be as one. Beautiful. Wow. What a gift you have. Thank you. Um, Thank you for sharing. Okay. Um, Then what happens? Hmm. Speed it up. So started performing opera professionally a lot. Ended up doing signing with IMG, which was amazing. Bar was lifted, so I started coming here. But the problem was, as a Macedonian, nobody would hire me in the States because they said, why would we hire a young artist when we have to pay for your visa when we can hire? Rightfully so. I mean, I know that and I understand that. And this is where my journey shifted. I was singing as a bass baritone in opera, usually the funny or the mean guy. I did a world competition, ended up making it to top four. Panel of 20 pulled me aside after the finals with Montreal Symphony. And they said, the way you sing is glorious. You'll have a career. But what we think you can do as a tenor voice, a high voice, is very special. We want you to stop singing, relearn how to sing, and call us when you're ready. Which was interesting. And then I'm like, are you kidding me? After all of this that I've done, you're telling me to stop. And I listened to them. I stopped, I canceled all of my contracts, and this is where I ended up moving to London for a teacher to study with her, serendipitously, canceling all the opera and classical contracts, I was able to hear my own voice, and every time I would do a uh, classical concert, I would end with a jazz piece or a pop piece, and people are like, why is this not recorded? What, you're singing, why are you not rec-? And I said, because I can just fart that out. And they're like, um, maybe you should listen to that. And Anthony, in these and lessons... Smell would, it, too. Well, <laughs> smells like roses. <laughs> but in these lessons, with this teacher, she, she heard me sing, and it was very funny. Without knowing anything about me, she goes, I can tell that you're... I get goosebumps saying it. I can tell that you're a warrior who has built up these walls that you're not even aware of the voice you have. So she goes, my goal is to get you naked so you can share your truth and voice with people. And in not performing opera or getting ready for these roles, I listened to my voice and I said, you know what? It's time to move back home. One of the pearls of wisdom from Judy Hansen, full circle. You have to touch upon your roots before you can spread your wings and conquer the world. And I said, why don't I go back home, go back to pop singing? This was in, so we have jumped up. We're at 2018 now. I end up leaving everything. And in London, because I was not making money, you know, an artist's life. When you make money, you make money. When you don't make money, you don't make money. And when I was in Canada, I was allowed to work only as an artist. So in London, I did everything. Cleaning toilets, washing dishes, because my lessons were two a week, 150 a pop. So in order to off, to afford all of that, I did everything. And I came to a point where the teacher is like, you can barely stand. And all you're doing is these little jobs to pay for the lesson. She goes, you got to get healthy. You know, you, you have to. And combination of all of that, I said, I'm going to go back home. And I made a list. I said, within two years, I want to do this. I want to do an album. I want to do Eurovision, like literally. So if anybody listens or make a list, because those things come true. And literally within two years was able to check everything off. But then the funny thing is 
here comes back the opera single, Child Pop Star, Who Do You Think You Are, claiming our pop scene. And I did everything on my own. And this is where my creativity came up as an executive producer and director of all the videos. And I just went to friends and I said, I don't have money. I will make money. I will pay you. Trust me and let's make this vision and put it on screen. And they all were game for it all. So we ended up creating these beautiful narratives and videos. And then the big guys got upset because they're like, he's doing this for very little money, kind of trumping the system. And I ended up getting chosen for Eurovision, which was absolutely amazing. My childhood dream. First in 2019, I ended up being a ghostwriter and a vocal coach to the main singer. We achieved the best status so far. I walked up to them and I said, I don't know how you choose. I am ready to represent Macedonia. So they ended up choosing me the next year. Corona happened and got canceled. <laughs> so I couldn't do it. And then they ended up choosing me again for 2021. And They had an open call, which is what you brought, the original song, Here I Stand. And I wrote this song, which kind of goes back to your childhood. You know, you, what would you tell little you if you could go back to inspire him in the future? So I wrote this ballad that, to me, was like, you know what? I'm sharing everything about myself. We ended up doing the video. I was so excited. We did an open call of songs. About 700 songs came in. The jury chose my song. So to me, I was like, okay, this is amazing. That And I told them, I said, with my... Voice and unique blend of classical pop, folk. Let me share my story through my music. So we ended up doing this beautiful video and then released it within 24 hours. Algorithms went crazy and then crap hit the fan, which is where overnight somehow this got involved politically and they tried, not tried, they set me up where it came to a point of being publicly lynched to not being able to go outside for about three months. I couldn't leave the house where I'm going to represent a country. And to those who don't know, Eurovision is like the Olympics of singing, where they choose a representative of the country to represent the country in this massive festival where you have three minutes live to sing in front of 300 million people. And they go three, two, one, sing. So I go with the backstory where I'm under contract, NDA, I'm not allowed to, to disclose what's going on. So I have to just nod and smile, get up and sing. And I'm singing a song that says, here I stand. My walls are down, my heart is in your hand. Unchain my wings. And it's just, life works in funny way. I am so proud that I was more than able to stand and deliver this song. The performance is blocked in the States on YouTube, but you can go to my Instagram at Vasil G to see the performance is tagged up the live performance, which the main point of everything is we turn darkness into light. And I love Rumi and the whole Sufism that love is the way of life and that the wound is where light enters our soul. So the, the little crack, all of us are afraid of pain or of depression. No, let it be sit in there and especially as an artist use it. And this was the moment where I ended up performing Uh, the television removed themselves. So I was literally left on my own and no budget to do what I did. And you cannot do any of that. So this is where, once again, Josephine Lee, my chosen family, said, we're coming to Eurovision. Make us part of your team. So everybody flew in from all over the world. We were the smallest delegation, the most diverse delegation to show them, be like, this is what diversity is. This is what power is. This is what music is. And then, as I said, I went back what was supposed to once again be my springboard into this amazingness, life just said, 
poof, here's a slap, not yet. And those two months of not being able to leave the house, I will... Why were you not able to leave the house? Because of this whole... So supposedly in the music video, I wanted to involve as many Macedonian musicians. So we had the symphony record, and then I got access to the National Gallery to showcase all the artwork in the wall to somebody. One of the artworks on the wall reminded them of, of a Bulgarian flag. And they were like, he purposefully put a Bulgarian flag to go against this country. And my thing is, I have dual citizenship because we have roots in Bulgaria. For those who don't know, there's a lot of conflict. Used to be Macedonia and Greece. Now it's Macedonia, Bulgaria. And for me, as an artist, we have got to remain neutral. And number one, I would never do such a thing. But it didn't matter. And then the narrative online with the trolls got completely changed. So death threats, people just... People attacking, and then the biggest reason was Attitude Magazine had approached me, and they said, we have heard your story. We would love to do a cover story for you as the, the first singer from the Balkans to be openly gay, to come out and share your story. And I said, you know, I, of course I would love to. It's an honor. I would, I'm singing a song here. I stand. Let me share who I am, because the fact that I'm gay is the most uninteresting thing about me. And that was the opening line of this. We had agreed upon the interview before the whole fiasco political setup happened. And then the interview happened and I told him, I believe his name was Andrew. And I said, Andrew, I admit I was scared to do the interview, even though I've lived my life openly. I'm lucky that my family accepts me. In Macedonia, gay is a disease. So just to give you a little backstory, I said, I'm so excited to share my story now. So we did a beautiful write up, a very big story with a uh, photo narrative, which was kind of the cherry on the cake for the conservative Macedonian side. And that was just the, the biggest X to them. And when I came back, all of those threats, literally, it was, as I said, not safe to go out and kind of like to turn it into a joke with everything that was going on here in the States. A very dear brother of mine, uh, opera singer, African-American opera singer, calls me and goes, Voss, dude, you're the black guy in Macedonia. <laughs> you know how it feels. And I'm like, oh, Jonathan, stop it. But it's, it puts everything in perspective and people don't understand how powerful words are, especially written words. They are bullets. Careful what you say. I'm lucky I'm not 18 years old. But it allowed me and showed me that I have to be the voice for those who do not have a voice. And this was so jumping forward. This is 2021 September. I ended up once again talking to Josephine and I said, I'm going to come to Chicago. Let's record an album. I'm ready for a pop EP to share my story, my journey of, and we called it Porcelain Soldier. And I said, I love the fragility of the survivor with something so fragile to share the story. And in the middle of recording... There's that little app that, if you all know, are now called Tinder. I ended up swiping, and I had a super swipe, and this is where Jason comes in the picture. So after everything, I ended up not only meeting the man of my dreams, but something that I've looked forward to and dreamed for my entire life. Literally, November 7th, I will never forget that moment of Jason picking me up, me making a fool out of myself within the first two seconds, and I'm like, well, that's me. <laughs> Here you are. So, And then the rest is history. Wow. And there's still more to write. There is a lot more to write. You're still a young man with a lot of energy and a lot of road ahead of you. What a journey you've been on. My artistic philosophy that I came up with when I was 
um, first in a, in a actor's studio at the age of 22 was that any piece of art is only as good or impactful as the artist's willingness and ability to share themselves. And you clearly um, are walking that walk. And um, it's, it's um, you know, we just, we forget that we are alive. Mm-hmm. We forget that the, the present moment, yeah. you know, is a gift. And what, you know, I've been on this kick, actually, that there is no such thing as past and future. Mm. They don't exist. The only thing that exists is the present. Now, there are past presents and future presents, and there are photos and videos yeah. and writings and etchings of the past. But all we have is this thing yeah. we're in right now. And 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 everything that comes with it, it sounds like is going into into your music and into your vision. And it's 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 um, it's no coincidence that we yeah. are connected. Um, so d- how did this visibility impact, um, you know, the gay, lesbian, and queer community in Macedonia? In an amazing way, and it was um, the best. I always say it takes one person to believe in you in order for you to succeed. And I have in mind, it's mess- private messages from little children and parents. And the kiddos that write, because the sad thing is, Everybody in Macedonia is running away from us. So the country is empty pretty much because people can't be who they are. So the message of you doing what you did gives me hope that I can one day go home and live a happy life. Or a parent saying, thank you for giving my child hope. So it's somebody has to walk the walk. I am aware of that. And it's the sad thing is when we went to Eurovision... Western Europe or the world saw that as somebody doing a scheme to get points. And I said, no, the thing is, you take your freedom for granted. And that's very, very true in a lot of us that so many things that go on, we take freedom and what we've got for granted. And that slap, for me, I can be happy wherever I am at. I've had nothing. I've had a lot of things. And... It's you getting the home with you. And like you said, being in the now, us being in the now. And I think a very important lesson for everybody is do not suppress your feelings. You know, because if we suppress or you're like, oh, I can't, this, I'll do. The moment you do that, you start to bottle up. Guess what? It's going to go boom one day, probably in the wrong time to the wrong person, the wrong situation. But. And, and the things that hold us down will one day hold us up. Yep. And if you are listening to this and you are a younger artist, you know, we all have some, I mentioned earlier, some trauma. When you learn to use that trauma, it will be a part of your power. Yes. And, 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 um, and everyone has an infinitely beautiful story to tell. Um, and some people tell it through song, some people tell it through dance, some people, you know, just talk on the radio, radio, mm-hmm. radio. 
but, 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 um, but chase your dreams, you know, Yes. Um, follow your bliss, ask yourself. I know so many young people, myself included until I, until I really decided to listen to my stomach and my heart to become an artist. You know, I was a finance major in college and put a lot of pressure yeah. on myself to be a, uh, you know, a, a successful businessman. And, um, and if you just follow the things that give you joy and get really good at them, um, it's amazing how, mm. how life will turn out. And you, you, you crafted a thing and then you had to re, you had to break it all down and re, re, redo it. Will you ever go back to opera? Yes, I would with, in the right situation. So I'm actually going back to classical music. I'm making, I guess, my new debut. Uh, this year, another bucket list, I'm premiering Carmina Burana at the Kennedy Center in April. And full circle moment, Josephine is conducting. Wow. So it's, gonna, it's going to be a April 7th, a giant spectacle. I believe the orchestra is 150, the chorus is 200. I'm the main soloist for that. So that's my coming back to classical world. I would love to, because the project I'm working on, the crossover, has classical influence, which is something when I went back to pop, I suppressed. Here's that word again. Yeah. And then I'm like, I studied this for 20 years. Use it. Yeah. Not many people can. Right. You know, and it's once again, everything that we've got, don't suppress. Just be who you are. So I'm coming back to classical world in, I mean, it's an amazing way to come back. Let's tell, be honest. Tell everyone about that. So yeah, it's at the Kennedy Center, April 7th, Carmina Burana, which we all know, and I'm the baritone soloist for that. So, and, um, Let's, let's, there is no such thing as the future, but if you were to plant some seeds that would sprout in future presents, future nows, what, 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 what do you envision um, the next 10 years being like for you? You know, you said something about writing down goals and mm-hmm. stuff. You know, only 10% of us write down goals and only 10% of those 10% actually write the tactics of how they're going to achieve yeah. the goals. If you write your goals down and then you say the things you need to do, even if you just throw it away, of course, you should. You should yeah put it on the wall next to wherever you brush your teeth. But what, what, what do you want to, what, what does the next 10 years look like for you? Lots of goals, lots of dreams. Um, I see a few world tours happening and in a lot of parallel projects, I see a jazz project. I'm or not see. I'm working on a jazz project. I'm working on a classical album. I'm working on a crossover album, which is almost done pop music as well. I put Broadway out in the world as well that I see happening. I see a lots of awards. I'm going to put that one out there too. And just once that all comes to fruition, which I'm already starting to do is to share and educate youth as to how powerful it is to, to do what you do and to, to truly use in my space, Way in my um, case, voice, music, your story. You were you were with some youth today. I was, yeah. So uh, Chicago Children's Choir, or now Uniting Voices Chicago, has a musical connection program that they've started, and we said, why not have me 
come and share my story of the choir. And then, so what I'm doing is I'm teaching the Macedonian folk music. And we had a couple of hundred kiddos today at Nepal, where we learned, started learning a Macedonian song, Jovano Jovanke, which in May, during their Paint the Town Red at Millennium Park, 3,000 kids will end up sing, singing this, this glorious song. So we started the connections, that beautiful necklace of musical stories. Wow. What did the kids teach you today? That they're ready to learn. Don't underestimate. Don't call them dumb. Do, they ask the right question. You just, I always say, I talk to people, whether it's babies, animals. Talk to me like a human being. You know, and I, I started the session today. I said, do you want to sing or hear a story? Everyone was like, story. So I shared part of what we talked about today. And they were shocked and in awe, but instantly had the respect. And I said, don't underestimate, because I said, we're in this group. Not all of us will sing, but somebody might be the president. Somebody will be a president of a thing. You never know who you're going to need. And I said, the fact that you are all part of the Uniting Voices umbrella, I've got your back. Because from now on, whenever, five years down the road, I'd be like, hey, Vas, I was in your seminar at blah, blah, blah. Help me. I will help you. So I said, be nice to everybody. So they just don't underestimate them. It is quite a... Uh, a piece of cinema, your your life. I can almost see it, you know, um, and that and that, um, you know, the Ravinia story and telling um, your 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 collaborators. Yeah, so theatrical how you did that. So maybe when they do make the film of your life, you know, maybe they can they can use some of this podcast oh, yeah. and uh, we can do a, we can do a scene. That's right. Oh, we yeah. can, this, this will be the, the whole movie will take Dang. place here. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do. Yeah, that's right. Um, what, 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 um, what is inspiring you right now? Like what, what, what any, any art or people or anything really, what are you grooving on right now? first thing that comes to mind is my Jason. You know, love, the love that the two of us have, I wish upon everybody else. You know, we all dream of it when it happens and when you have that safety. You know, you lie down in bed at night and you're like, okay, which gives me the freedom to be creative. People around me inspire me. You know, I mean, yes, the arts, I watch, I, I listen, I read, but it's me taking advantage, and I've been doing more and more and more, all of my Chicago connections. And I have upcoming, this uh, summer I'm planning a Balkan tour, which I did the premiere of this crossover album that I mentioned, which is pop, classical, and folk music. And we are kind of calling it the Voss experience, which is funny, the Sandra experience, which we talked about. <laughs> hey, Sandra. Um, Maybe one day we can hey. have the Voss and Sandra experience. <laughs> We know, but Jason and I will co-produce that, that world done tour and done. And Linda will just sip a cocktail um, on the side but, of the stage exactly. in, a, in, a, in a chaise lounge chair. But the one thing more and more I'm aware of, and I want to be more and more aware of is all the signs that are around us. And like I said, I'm wanting all these Chicago connections that I have. I want to bring, because I think that musical bridge, the connection of, yes, I'm doing a Balkan tour, but I'm at the moment in the process of upgrading it in a way to call it East meets West, where I'm bringing a lot of my brothers and sisters from the choir, whom I grew up with, who sing all over, fantastic voices that are going to add the gospel element to, 
this whole experience. Are, have you ever heard of the Polyphonic Spree? No. There, it's a band, and, the, and the, it's the the guy that started the Polyphonic Spree was in a band called Tripping Daisies, okay. and he wanted to do something new, and he put together this this kind of spiritual rock band with a choir. And he like got his like niece and his nephew and his cousin and his and some of them were trained singers, some of them weren't. And he created this new thing. You should check it out. I okay. think you might find some some interesting connections there. We're almost out of time, but could I just ask you to maybe take us out with maybe the first sixty seconds of Here I Stand, just so everybody can mm-hmm. feel that, and then and then we'll we'll um, let those words resonate, yeah. and um, and then we'll go into the the show. Thank you all for joining us on here. Sixty minutes goes fast yes, when you're when you're does. hanging out with somebody like Vasile, whose story is I can see it, and I and I am um, now have just mm. a tiny little part in that yeah. story. Thank you for joining us on Collaboration Radio, and uh, take us out whenever yeah. you're ready. And thank you, everyone. It's been amazing being here. Um, there are times when I remember back, wish to hug the child about to crack and tell him, wait, it won't be long. Trust your heart and just stay strong. Cause baby, they'll try to break us Not knowing it's what makes us This is how I find the way Now here I stand There's no pretend My walls are down, my heart's in your hand Unchain my wings And the oceans of tears will fade to black With the sound of my ears Thank you, everyone. Wow. Thank you for joining us, Vasil and Jason and everybody listening. What a beautiful episode. What a great story. Stay warm, Chicago. And all you people in the future that are listening Sunshine to this. Sunshine is coming. It's coming. The, <laughs> you know, let's give it up for the sun. You know? Yeah. Wow. What a, what, a, what a great ball of fire we have. And don't forget the moon. Yes. You know, people don't understand. Without the moon, we would be really lame. Mm-hmm. We would just be Even like... Even though she's moody. Mm, <laughs> waxing and waning. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Vasil, that was great. Thank you. Let's go have some dinner. Let's.